0: to get too political but it is good that biden won anyway yeah yeah i mean that's better than that not happening right i mean yeah like compared to the alternative like it's not good that biden won in that it's good that biden won it's good that biden won in that trump lost not to get too political
1: it's good that trump didn't win because at least this now when when he tries to win anyway we can point and go but the numbers say that you didn't at least we have that When everything goes to shit.
0: Yeah, and Trump's always, Trump's always obeyed numbers as written on a page. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: At least
0: the numbers are on the side for the fight.
1: That might not mean anything, but it's going to be the moral victory. That's it. Like,
0: basically, right, when we are dragged out into the street as seditionists, we can say, well, at least we've got... The high ground on this oh. Okay Alright let's lads oh. You didn't really win Don't jab me in the back with that rifle You didn't really w- I'm going I'm going Jesus Yeah You lost by the popular number And the weird Chopped up the country
1: weird number We won by both So yeah. I yeah. just
2: take comfort Knowing that facts don't care about your feelings
1: Facts don't care about your feelings Particularly when When They're facts that say that Trump should be gone, maybe. Look,
0: look. <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's very petty. It's very petty. And easy at the end of the day to just turn around for years of insults on people who, right now, are feeling the sting of loss. It's also fun. Cry more. Right, and I am absolutely not above being petty. <laughs> no, not when it's people that, you know, don't think certain people should exist people on this podcast
2: for one no no i mean you just you could have stopped it don't think but sure go on
1: see here's the thing i don't think some people should exist nazis for one well look
0: it's very easy for you to say nazis shouldn't exist when you're not one (laughs) but think about the poor nazi right this is let's all talk about unity and coming together and reaching across the aisle right because that is the message of the week because i feel like i feel like i've got to agree now look i'm i'm not a big i'm I'm not a democratic party member come on but i do agree with them it where if we just sort of um be nice to the people that won't concede the election and have guns and brandish them a lot (laughs) And and wants uh, many people to die I think they'll calm down Hey, hey, this is from
1: someone outside of America All of the America people that have guns In case the government ever one day decides to just like do a fucking coup And not listen to the will of the people Do you remember when
0: some people said Now come on, Gamergate's got some legitimate grievances Let's hear them out Maybe they'll simmer down if we do that I remember that
2: one Uh, You know, I, I will point out that there is a popular misconception that people on the left don't like guns too. Mm -hmm. Lots of people on the left like guns too and have them. That is true. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) It's not, you know. There is a misconception that... Anyone
0: on the left wing hates all guns. And if they seed one, they've smelted it down and turned it into a recycling bin. <laughs> it's not true. I, I have seen some guns. Jim, are you getting out all of the pent up politics? Because you did that one
1: Jimquisition this week that didn't have any politics in it. and Now you have to, you need somewhere to put your
0: politics for the week. <laughs> I have done so no politics this week. And I'm, look, listeners, humble listeners, I'm sorry that I front-loaded this with with non-video game related topics, for one. Now, you don't come here for that.
2: And it's really out of character for this program.
0: No, yeah, you, you come here to be thrust into the video game discussion to, as Laura has quite saliently pointed out, be told whether your favorite video game is great or perfect. And I've come in here to tell you whether a presidential candidate is great or perfect. Neither are. But we can all we can all bask in the sweet, sweet relief of mediocrity now. That's called progress. It's actually what the game industry does with monetization. That's what America does writ large politically. You push it really bad, get the feedback in, and then scale it back to a really shit standard. But because it's not as bad as the standard you introduced, we accept it now. You scale it back to
1: acceptably
0: meh. Yeah. Thank God we've all got back to normal now let's walk away whistling with our hands in our pockets (laughs) Uh, do you want to hear if some video games are great or perfect not particularly i hate the game industry and everything in it i mean i'm not saying you can't talk about games you're just not gonna talk about any i'm just saying i've got i've got little interest in the industry
1: And the medium. I, I have some interest in some of the things in the medium. Yeah. There's some shitty things in the industry this week. Do we want to talk about things things that have been played, or do we want to talk about industry bullshit first? Because I've got a high horse
0: of some industry bullshit this week. I mean, it seems like you're eager to, to ride that horse into town and hold up the local bank. Because <laughs> that's what it is now, it's Wild West. And it's a horse with really long legs. And you've got to drop down a rope ladder to get down and then you rob the, the bank which is next oh. to the saloon because it's wild west times and you're like give me yeah. all the money she!" And yeah you sound like that <laughs> in wild west don't worry about it yeah give me all the money she, like that and then they give you like big burlap sacks <laughs> with dollar signs on them and then you get caught by the sheriff because it's like a 60 foot tall rope ladder uh, they, they only had to to set fire to the bottom of it and it caught you halfway you fell down sheriff caught you in his big burly arms and then you got married in the summer Yes. Yeah, so what's this great (laughs) video game news?
1: Ah, ah, so don't worry. I've got some, like, nice actual I like some video games later, but first... Pokemon Go. I've been playing that. Oh God, what the hell is that? I like I like Pokemon on the phone. I, I throw the little Pokeballs, I catch them. Uh, once a month they do little events where you get shiny ones quite commonly. And I've been, you know, I've been chipping away playing it. It's one of the few mobile games that I play because it has never felt egregious in its monetization. It has always felt like if you are someone like me that lives sort of near a town center with plenty of Pokestops, you can just play without ever spending money and the game never pressures
2: you to. Right, wow, you sound pretty privileged there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I recognise that, like, I am in a good position to be able to, uh, to 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 play for for free because of my positioning. Fun fact, people who didn't live in town centres and disabled people for a while this summer were able to play uh, the way I do. Oh, that's right. And then they rolled that back, which was weird.
2: Yeah.
0: During their most profitable year ever. We found out a lot of things that weren't possible or doable in 2020 actually were when they had to be done.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah
0: like I really what what I love about that is now that 2020 has demonstrated that certain things companies especially were telling us couldn't be done um now that we know they can be going forward when, you know, hopefully maybe this, this uh, vaccine actually works And the and, uh, Fauci said, like, maybe first quarter next year We could all be, you know, yeah. getting back to normal You know, we it's now been demonstrated All this stuff is not only possible, but profitable And good for everyone I assume it will all continue going forward You would think, first of all, they rolled all that stuff back Even though it made them their most profitable year ever But wh- once again Hold on, I'm sorry, I, I hate cutting in um, so much But did you just say They rolled something back Yeah yeah. Th- this isn't even the
1: story This is old oh. news They rolled back All their disability support stuff Oh yeah yeah All their stuff That was accidentally good For d- disabled people And people living in rural areas But During Pokemon Go's Most profitable year ever They have f- Finally done the monetization thing that has made me go, fuck it, I'm not playing anymore. Uh I am never playing this game again once I've got my Pokemon out of it. So a couple of years ago, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee came to the Switch. Little Gen 1 remakes, they were adorable. I really liked it. They were good. You could bring all of your Pokemon that were in Gen 1 from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee for free. You could just transfer as many as you liked. It was a really easy process. And they've been talking for ages about like, hey, we'll let you do that for the rest of your Pokemon... Go collection, you can move it, play them in Sword and Shield and all that. And they finally announced how, uh, like, oh, it's available now. And it doesn't work the way that Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee did, where you can just transfer the Pokemon you own to a different game you own. They have put severe limits on how many Pokemon you can send at a time and how long you have to wait to send more and heavily monetized being able to send more right away. So the main thing I want to do is I want to take my shiny Pokemon from four years of playing Pokemon Go and put them on the Switch. Every week, I can transfer one Shiny Legendary or up to four regular Shiny Pokemon. Mm. And then I've got to wait a week before I can transfer any more Pokemon. Mm. Or pay $10 to transfer oh. another one Shiny oh. Legendary or four regular oh. Shinies again. Holy oh. shit. Oh, yeah, that is Unforgivable monetization. Oh. I did the maths to move yeah. all of my shiny Pokemon from Go to the Switch without spending money will take me over six months of remembering oh. to once a week transfer Pokemon.
0: Oh, six months. Bloody hell. Donald Trump will be almost out of the White House by then. Ah, yeah, so, yeah, I can't quite believe that they're doing it. Like, That's amazing.
1: Yeah, so... Six months it's gonna take me to move my collection over or I can spend ten dollars per one legendary or four
2: regular Pokemon. How many have you got to do? Like how low how much is that? So that'd be like two hundred and fifty bucks about, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So FUCK Pokemon Go. That's I am not investing any more time in this. I am going to I'm gonna be spiteful. I'm gonna spend six months moving my Pokemon once every Sunday I'm
0: gonna move some Pokemon over, and once they're gone, I am gone. Mm -hmm. I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's spiteful. This is another reason why you should never trust these games when they come out in the monetization. Isn't that bad It's why you should always be careful Because micro. Microtrans- I know it's taken years This one's taken four years Microtransactions are like the one ring And I never make a Lord of the Rings reference But the moment you slip it on It starts whispering to you And says oh come up to this mountain And, and give it to this bloke He'd like it get a good price for it actually.
1: But like, the thing is, is they've gone four years of it being fine. And then they've gone, they've gone from nothing to everything. And like, again, as I keep pointing out, this is the most profitable year they have ever had. They do not need the money. They have more money than they have ever had. And they're like, yeah, let's
0: just squeeze our most dedicated fans for as much money as we can. 300 pounds, And it's worth at least four get out of it, sling your hook. Yeah. And then you just keep it. I'm just saying if if if, if Lord of the Rings was, was <laughs> set up um, in the context of trying to pawn the ring off instead of <laughs> destroying it, I'd have liked it more. I would have watched a two-hour argument between... Um, Frodo and Sauron as they bartered for it.
2: I like to imagine that uh, Sauron is like the dude from Pawn Stars was it Rick or something? Oh yeah yeah yeah! I have no idea
0: <laughs> if that's the
2: real One Ring but if it is
0: I want it!
2: <laughs> oh, that'd be good.
0: Oh yeah yeah and the old man can be Saruman? God damn it, worm tongue, you idiot! Watch the car! Oh, this is brilliant! Pawn... Oh, uh,
2: no, it can't be called Pawn Ring. I actually know more... I remember more about Pawn Stars than I do Lord of the Rings, if I'm totally <laughs> honest.
0: I used to watch Pawn Stars all the time as a... As a kid? No, it was like <laughs> 10 years ago. I used to watch it all the time as someone with a shred of hope left. <laughs> and what I loved most about it is the old man looked exactly like George the Gremlin from Gremlins 2, the new batch. <laughs> you know, the one that puts <laughs> the pans in the microwave and goes, oh, microwave. And just, I watched every episode of Porn Stars waiting for the old man to do that. <laughs> he never did.
1: Oh... <laughs> <laughs> Who's played things this week? Anyone played a thing? Comrade, I bet you've played a thing.
2: I have played a few things. What did I play? Actually, I have to bring up the list. <laughs> oh my God, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So, I, yeah, I played Hades some more. Uh, I know you, you played Hades a bit this week. Did you clear the no, no
1: no i've i've done nine and on that tenth one i had a real unfortunate run with the third boss on its like hard form of the boss i looked at the chat for a second and then suddenly i'd lost three death defiances in the space of two seconds Ooh. i didn't realize quite how much damage that boss can do if you stop paying attention to it for like half a second mm-hmm. but like i'm gonna th- the night that we record this um i'm streaming it and i'm pretty confident the next run will be the one where i get those credits
2: rolling nice yeah uh, so, yeah I- I still have a lot of stuff that I haven't even unlocked at all. Hmm. I've only started like spending darkness on the other side of the mirror now yes (laughs) and i'm starting from the bottom because that's actually the only one that i have any interest in is uh getting legendary or heroic boon opportunity and and having the option to swap for for better boons yes like i know there are summons in the game yeah yeah i don't have any (laughs) yeah i don't believe i do either you know none of any of those um i've not unlocked any of the higher aspects for any of the weapons
1: i've got two or three of them i think i'm getting there on them
2: i assume that that's just something that i that happens as a result of talking to characters which is not something that i've been doing at all up until now yeah yeah you gotta max out some relationships and stuff
1: yeah mainly um aries i think it is you just need to keep talking to aries
2: so
0: anyway Oh, uh, but that's going fine. you got to play the game, Conrad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am
2: playing the game. I am, mm.
0: oh, yeah, You're playing the game. You're not doing all the nonsense that isn't
2: gameplay. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, do- I'm not doing the not playing the game part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a right way, ah, Conrad. I see. And there's a wrong way. To play video games. So. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, so, so fucking saw it
2: out. I've also been playing Fall Guys still. Yeah, how, how's, how's that going? Okay, I have a real love-hate relationship with Night Fever. Uh, Which one's Night Fever? Night Fever's the obstacle course Uh, in season two. Yes, the one with
1: the, the, the sort of spinning spike uh, rotating cylinders.
2: Yes, which is the only memorable or interesting or challenging part of that thing for me at this point and like i can appreciate it because it does really quickly separate wheat from chaff in a run Mm. because if you can't do night fever why are you there but at the same time i can do night fever consistently every time at least half the time i'm in the top five people
1: so i will say this your timing for saying this is pretty perfect because today i believe uh the mid-season update went up so there's now a bunch of stuff that will have shaken up how night
2: fever works thank god because i am so done And it is if you're running main show you're playing it basically every time yeah so i'm i'm ready for some shake up to that that's good I'll, of course, be playing it on my stream on Friday, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, other than that, though, I'm still having fun with it. Like, you know, I've been playing it off the stream. We popped it on the other night and passed the controller around and played a bunch of Fall Guys, and it's still a good, nice, chill thing to do. So, I'm not... But I'm fucking... I'm, I'm done with Night Fever.
1: I've not had a chance to play around with, with the mid-season update, but hopefully that shakes up Night Fever enough to make it not something you hate.
2: Yeah, I'm just bored. When I do it
1: There's sometimes just maps like that Like there was the one in season one Where toward the end you were running up the pink slime slope And they had the the cylinders sort of moving left and right um, Mm. And you could just sort of walk up the side And they wouldn't get you Yeah There's occasionally ones where it's like Oh this is the easy win for me at the start of the game
2: Yeah Yeah What about you, Laura? You've played a bunch of stuff.
1: Oh, I I played a bunch of shit this week. So I I had a PS5 a week early, which has given me a week to try and soak in every video game that has ever existed. First of all, PS5 bigger than I expected it to be. And I already thought it was big. The Series X, like at least I can like put on its side in like an entertainment center and it feels conceivably like it can hide. The PS5 is like, no, you're going to stand me up and I'm going to be huge. And I will take up space in your living space. Run silently, zero issues with heat. It's really nice to just have a console that just fucking doesn't make a sound. I really like the new controller. Um, It's a little wider, a little heavier, a little bigger than the DualShock 4, but it generally feels like a nicer build of controller. One thing that's real shitty, for disabled people who have specialist PS4 controllers, they're not allowed to use them on PS5 for PS5 games. There's literally no technical reason why you can't. If you do remote play from a PS4 to play your PS5, you can use a PS4 controller for PS5 games. It works. Sony's just not letting you do it Which sucks for a lot of disabled people The pack-in game that comes with the console Astro's Playroom 100% is worth people playing Like, if you pick up the PlayStation 5 Don't just pass it by It is the thing you should play start to finish Before you play anything else on that console It is a 5 hour long Very polished third person 3D platformer All of the levels have a lot of unique charm to them It feels like a real love letter To the past and future future of PlayStation, there's lots of these little cute things you can find hidden in levels where it's like, oh, there's a little robot dressed up like Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, bumbling around a level, and all sorts of little secret things to find that are very cute. But like the real star of that game is it is the game that shows off the controller. You know when Nintendo has like a launch game on a system and it's like this is the thing that's us trying to show off what we think our new technology can do? This is the first time Sony has ever made a game that felt so Nintendo Nintendo in like, this is the thing, see what magic we've made. And I can't deny that the controller's new features are really cool. Controller's got very fancy rumble. The best way I can describe the rumble is it feels like vibration can emanate from very specific Points all across the controller at varying intensities, and when paired with the speaker on the controller, it does a really good job of emulating sensations. Oh, I'm trying to think of some good examples that are that work really well. There's a point in a level where it started raining, and it felt like little tiny raindrops were falling on random points all across the controller, one after another, and it's a silly thing. It is completely unnecessary to gameplay, but every time that something like that happens and the controller feels a new sensation I haven't felt before, I keep going, "Oh, oh, that's new, and the novelty hasn't worn off yet. It's really silly sometimes how much it makes me excited. The other thing the controller's got is these triggers that, resistive triggers, that sort of fight being pushed sometimes, and they're definitely not going to be for everyone, but I was really impressed with the variety of things that can be done with them, from firing a machine gun and feeling just like a little bit of recoil every time that like it fires, to pulling a handle on a on a gacha machine, and it almost feels more like pulling like a, a clunking a lever rather than a smooth movement. I was playing Snacks. I'll get to Bugsnax properly in a minute, but that game has a camera. And the first time I pulled down the, the trigger and it felt like a camera shutter, I was like, oh, oh, yay. It's such a silly thing. But when it's used right, it makes me very just overly excited. In a completely non-cynical, oh no, Video games kind of way I played Spider-Man Miles Morales The new Spider-Man plus the remaster Of the old one. New Miles Morales Spider-Man. It definitely doesn't Just feel like DLC that was sold As a as a standalone game It is its own game with a pretty Decently chunky story. It's Probably a good 12 hours which is Probably half the length of the main PS4 game but like mm-hmm. 12 hours is like, for me that's good That's a weekend of I played through it in two Lengthy sittings and had a very good time yeah my favorite thing about miles morales in the sequel um as our new spider-man is He's so much less of a cop than Peter Parker So for anyone that played the first, like, the PS4 Spider-Man Peter Parker would rut- routinely go and, like, deal with crimes that really did not need a-, a spandex superhero to punch anyone in the face Like, oh no, the police saw someone selling some drugs in this, a- in this alley Better go beat them both
2: to a bloody pulp well, And then there's a whole, you know, like, jokey conversation between him and, uh, what's her name?
1: Watanabe? Yeah, spider cops throughout it. He's literally friends with a cop, and uh, trying desperately. Oh, he, he, he wants the approval of the police, and Miles is so much not that. Not once in this game did I ever get told to go beat up drug dealers. Every crime I dealt with was like a literal violent crime, like, hey, Guns, guns are being sold off the record, or someone is being held at knife point, uh, or someone's trying to violently rob a charity truck or something. But like the big difference is the way it's framed: is that Miles sets up this little local community support app in Harlem for Spider-Man, and is basically like, "Look, have you got problems in the local community? Let me know," and that's basically your side quest menu. and You know how Spider-Man gets referred to in some bits of media as your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Right. This feels like an actual friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man who is actually aware of the needs of his local community and is dealing with, like oh yeah let's go solve who is doing this string of bodega robberies let's go work out where this person's missing cat is in amongst the big superhero story and like it made him such a more likeable character Mm. he was a character I could get much more behind Uh, in terms of load times this is just like a general PS5 thing PS5 specific games load real fucking fast Sony may have been slightly exaggerating when they said that there would be no loading times at all this generation but it's not far off so So Spider-Man, I think from the PlayStation home screen to get into Spider-Man Miles Morales and to be like, from home screen to I am playing the game is under seven
2: seconds. That's impressive.
1: I booted the game, I'm on the home screen, I selected my save file, I'm in the game. Fast travel takes well under a second. The first time I did it, I thought I was loading into like a fast travel cutscene, I didn't realise I'd fast travelled already. This is a general rule of thumb for PS5 games that I've played. Less than a second for fast travel once in a game, which is really nice. Spider-Man has a menu setting that is... Do you want to put back in the loading screens? Do you want us to just put an arbitrary few seconds loading screen with a subway track so that it feels like we're a loading screen because it's a bit weird that you press it and you're there we can put the loads back in for you that's a nice touch actually yeah it's a it's a toggle that i would never have thought i would want but i'm like i tried it out it doesn't put like the full length of what used to be the loading cutscene but it's enough there to be like and here's a couple of seconds of travel that doesn't need to be there but just that's what feels familiar to you mm-hmm. game runs really nicely at 60 frames a second you can r- run it with ray tracing which I really don't think is necessary for Spider-Man considering how fast you move around that world. Just put it on 60 frames a second mode and it looks fucking gorgeous. General PS5 thoughts. Most games have a visual fidelity, like a graphics setting and a framerate setting. Just do yourselves a favor, everyone. Just play all games on the frame rate settings. Every game I have played on PS5 has run at a rock solid 60 frames a second on framerate mode. And it's not worth halving that to get ray tracing. It's nice being able to reliably be like, I can play every game I want at 60 frames a second without hiccups. And that's really nice. Other bits I played quickly. I played some Sackboy's Big Adventure. Don't fucking bother. There's no reason to play it. If you want to play a third person 3D platformer on the PS5, just play Astro's Playroom. It's built in. It makes really cool use of the controller. Sackboy feels like, uh, here's the thing. This is just not for me. Because it feels like a platformer that is very much designed for six-year-olds. And I mean that because it's got, like, the narrator, who I think is Dawn French from The Vicar of Dibley, just very slowly being like, Hello, children. We're going to tell a story about what's going on over here. Oh, what's going on over here? It's like she's reading to a child and all of the levels are incredibly linear with, like, here's a bunch of collectibles all in a line. Walk over and pick them up in a line. You did it! It's just not for me. Played some bug snacks. Mm. I like bug snacks. Bug snacks is Pokemon Snap if you then have to monster hunter the animals afterwards. The general gist of it is you've got a camera, take photos of the living food, that'll give you a nice little description of like what their whole deal is, use that information to work out how to catch them, Feed them to citizens around the island Um, It's like a 10 hour game All of the characters are very silly and over the top And all of your quests basically revolve around I want this bug snack, go get it Okay, done It's made by the people that did Octodad And as such, like a lot of it is silly Over the top, exaggerated nonsense But like, it takes time to get Surprisingly heartfelt in places It's one of those games That starts very clearly Like, ha ha ha, isn't this So absurd, in order to To make it hit more as the facade starts to fall off a bit. I have some some quibbles about Bugsnax. The main one being, I wish there was a setting where you could turn down how frequently a bug snack says its own name, because they're like Pokemon. They say their own names on repeat, but they'll say their name like far more frequently than they need to. And if you're stuck trying to work out how to catch one, its name will get seared into your brain forever. But like generally you never have to catch a particular bug snack more than a few times. There's a pretty big variety of different ones to keep it fresh throughout that 10 hours. It's just 10 hours of work out how to catch interesting, silly creatures for an eccentric town of people in the middle of nowhere. It didn't outstay its welcome, but like not by much. I wouldn't have wanted it to be much longer than it was. It was about as long as the joke could last for, I think. Mm-hmm. I played some Demon Souls on the PS5. That is bloody gorgeous. They have taken the From Software game that is the hardest to go back to in terms of like just feeling its age and being a bit rough around the edges. And they have made it feel like a brand new game if i'd never played demon souls you could tell me this was a new from software game made this year and i would believe you because they just brought it in line with with the more modern stuff that they've done again play it on the frame rate mode it's so nice to play that at 60 frames a second some people aren't gonna like this but i think this is really good the game does a better job of actually explaining its mechanics to you it tells you its mechanics slightly more which i think is a positive let people understand it mechanically how to play the game they're playing and the other main thing I've, I've played is Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, which that game continues to be a very fun game to play. It's got one of my favorite uses of the triggers on the PlayStation 5, which is... Jim, you, you played Devil May Cry 5, didn't you? Uh,
0: back in the day, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's been long enough that I can mention a weapon type. So the motorcycle that you have to rev up, Yep. the trigger does a really good job of feeling like revving up the motorcycle in a way that felt it's completely unnecessary but it felt really cool when paired with the ridiculousness going on on screen but yeah i've had a good week playing the playstation 5 like here's the thing as nice as a piece of tech the xbox series x clearly is it was nice to have a new games console that actually had things to play on it on launch week Things that were new that I hadn't played before. That feels good when you buy a new machine. It was good to have like a machine that had things to play on it. It runs everything very fast and I'm consistently still impressed by... 60 frames a second is just a standard now and everything loads very fast. I'm ready for that to be games now. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So that's next gen games anyone played anything else this week
2: uh did i you've got something else on your list yeah i played tetris effect because i got up this morning and i thought about it and i was like i've only played the same two games that i've been playing (laughs) for the last couple months probably play something else so it was on game pass and yeah grabbed it and i played the first level is this your first time playing it yeah It's good. Yeah. It's a real beautiful little game that isn't it? It's real good. Sound design's real good. Feels real good. The way that they
1: pair audio with you pressing the button and make it sound like it's part of
2: the music Mm -hmm. never ceases to not be impressive. (laughs) Once you know it, too, there's a certain impulse to be like, can I fuck with this? And you can't, really. (laughs) Still sounds good. And the more of it I play, the more I found myself... As
1: a result, trying to move my pieces in time with the music, it got really satisfying to be like, oh, I can
2: move this in time with the music, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, so I like it. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's f- it's Tetris, right? It's Tetris with a cool soundtrack and fancy visuals. Right, uh, and, and the visuals are fine. Yeah. They look good. Yeah. Oh, uh, they made those tetrominos look... Look real fancy.
1: It is a game I come back to every now and then and I will get zoned out in it for a while. I love that game in VR. I will just lose a few hours to that game. It is lovely in VR. I, uh,
2: well, I'll probably never play it in VR, but... And I probably won't ever play it again either because the other thing is that I'm just really bad at tetris. That's fair. Yeah, a lot of puzzle <laughs> games I play and I'm not bad at, you know, you get me into a little Puyo Puyo. Yeah.
1: I never get Puyo Puyo. I don't have I don't have the brain for Puyo Puyo. I can't do Puyo Puyo either. I always feel like if I fuck up once, it's really impossible for me to recover.
0: Yeah, Puyo Puyo for me is like, oh, this is fun, this is fun, this is fun. Oh, it's all gone wrong. Oh, it's over.
2: Yeah, for me, it, Tetris, it's, you know, I get myself into a place where I've blocked something <laughs> off, and I will just consistently fuck up getting you know, after that point, trying to get it clear and just make it harder on myself. That's me and Poyo Poyo. Yeah.
1: I fuck up once and then I I break everything the second I make one mistake.
2: Mm.
1: I don't know how to recover from a loss in, in Puyo Puyo.
2: Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I played a little bit of that and that was, that was fun. And I, f- I do feel like there was something else. I, I played a little Saints Row the Third.
1: Oh yeah, I saw so you playing that on, uh, on stream the other week at uh, twitch.tv slash thatcomradezimmerman. Yeah,
2: I don't know why my brain keeps thinking that I really like that one. It's fine. <laughs> I,
0: and I caught some heat for it back in the day, but I didn't, I liked it. It was a good game. Yeah. But I was very disappointed by it after Saints Row 2. I really like the Genki shit in it.
1: Yeah. Saints Row 3 is the place where a lot of the ideas in Saints Row 4 that I like began. hmm I don't necessarily like it by itself that much.
0: Yeah. Totally. It was like they tried to do Saints Row 2 too much. And... Yeah. Then when Saints Row 4 happened, they did too much too much, to the point where the too much actually came around and was perfect. I love Saints Row 4 for being more extreme than Saints Row 3 is, even though I don't like Saints Row 3 for being more extreme than 2 was. Saints Row 3
1: is the awkward step in the middle where it isn't quite ready to commit to being Saints Row 4.
0: Yeah, and it was just, you know, it it tried a little too hard in some cases. And and Saints Row 2, part of what I always loved about it was, and and I talked about this when I live-streamed it last year, was the sheer disproportionate retribution that the player character inflicts on everyone else. It's one of the few games where you can truly say you're playing as a villain protagonist. Mm -hmm. And then Sektro 3 did the whole overlord thing and what a whole bunch of other games do where it's like, oh no, secretly they're actually the heroes, you don't have to, to ever feel bad or question what you're doing, ever. Don't worry about it, gamers. Mm. And then that was that was a little disappointing. And Saint Tro 4 was more of that, but by that point, you know, I'd gotten over it, and, and I found 4 very entertaining.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 3, I, I always forget that, like, oh, the superhero stuff, they have, like, a mission on that in there that I think you were streaming the other day, and... Oh,
2: yeah, it's one of the last few missions in the game, and you do get superpowers and and it's kind of like playing crackdown for a bit
1: yeah and then it's like no go you're done go back to normal right (laughs) i'm gonna take away the cool thing we gave you for five minutes
2: yeah but i do like i still like insurance fraud i can just they there should just be more games out there that are just the insurance fraud mini game from saints row the third
1: what was the racing game that always did that where it's like try and wreck your car as much as burnout.
2: you can. Burnout. yeah Burnout. Yep, Burnout. Revenge revenge's crash mode that i loved that that was one of my fucking favorite things to do and I, there's two reasons burnout paradise didn't work for me one is it's an open world thing and i was just like no not no i i want a menu because i want to just get in and play i don't want to Uh, do that and two was the removal of the crash shit if they'd let the crash stuff in I'd have played Burnout Paradise but you know
1: There's one other thing I've started playing And I want to put some more time into I picked up a new Harmonix game That's called Fuser Okay. So there was a game A physical, not video game That Harmonix released a couple of years ago Called Dropmix And the thing with Dropmix Is that you had a physical, like, NFC board That you connected to your phone And it read NFC cards And it was basically just about Mixing music on the fly By putting these cards down on this board Um So you'd put like the vocal line from Evanescence's Bring Me To Life and maybe set it to the drum beat of a disturbed song. And like you just mess around with these things making like songs and you can change the the tempo and the key they're in. The problem with it was always it's really expensive to buy that many NFC cards and you're buying them in like fucking booster packs that might not have the thing that you actually want. And you're going to have a bunch of tracks you don't care about to get the ones that you do want to mess around with. It was not a great system. I love DropMix. I bought a second-hand one with, like... I'll sometimes, like, just keep an eye on eBay looking for second-hand drop mix cards because no one keeps a hold of them. And you can reasonably cheaply put a set together doing that. But Fuser is... Harmonix just went, fuck it, why don't we just make that a video game so we don't have to try and sell cards? Yeah, that seems
2: like a good idea. Yeah,
1: there's still DLC monetization, which I'm not going to engage with. Um, Like, they still want to do the whole thing of we want to sell you more stuff after the fact. But at the very least, they're not selling you his physical bits of paper to do this, which is not nearly as egregious. But yeah, so far, I've not found a lot of video game in it. It is mainly a digital tool for fucking around with music and the components of music and seeing what you can come up with. And I really like it. I liked the idea when it was made. Drop- Or I like it as fuser. I like just playing around with sound and seeing if you can make something greater than the sum of its parts. I keep being tempted to stream it and going this is going to be a nightmare. I should never try and stream this. My stream will get DMCA'd to shit. But it's a fun little tool for messing around with with music and sounds and I, I want to put some more time into it at some point this week. Hmm, that does sound like fun. Yeah, I'm glad to see this like niche, expensive physical thing because just here's a relatively affordable game that you can mess around with it in It's always nice to be like haha I took I took this um system of a down song and I made it sound like pop music ha ha ha, ha.
0: that's silly system of a down right yeah, I bet their ears are burning after that i I tell you what right you've made their music sound like pop music yeah, slaughtered, owned fuck em.
1: So, yeah, that's, that's that's about what I've played this week. Any, anyone got any, anything else they want to talk about this week? We've got, like, 15 minutes left. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I ain't played jack Ship.
1: I shouldn't have rushed myself so much on the PlayStation 5. I should have just talked for more time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't
0: play nothing. You didn't play nothing. No, I haven't done anything. Yeah. I just sit around waiting for pollen to land on me now. That's all I do. I mean, like, until I can... I actually have a reasonable shot of getting hold of either console. I'm. It's not relevant to me right now. Like... There's nothing to be done about it. So to have a sense of power and uh, direction in my life, I've just been like going on eBay and destroying the other five boggling collectors in the world. <gasps> oh, I've heard you've been nailing those auctions. It's the only thing I've got to make me feel potent. <laughs> <laughs> no, about like, you know, I would say between five and ten. Like it's such a small market. There are between like maybe five and ten. Actual, like, full-on hardcore Boglin collectors. And just to make myself feel better. I don't even want some of these. Oh. I mean, I say that now. I've actually made some
2: real good scores. Yeah, don't say that about the Boglins. Listen, if the Boglins ever hear this, nothing's meant by it. Right? They love you. They love you all.
0: This is where I would put on a certain voice and say, I'm not in it for the Boglins, I'm doing it for the power. But these days, that's just not funny. But then you can't do that anymore. No. No. Because of... Because Kevin Spacey did political things. I've been told that kind of behaviour is political. Mm. It's too po- too much politics to bring it up, which we won't do. I'm going to drop the whole politics thing. I made my point on Monday. I'm going to give it a rest for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I made my point on Monday. I've hammered it home today. And then I'm going to put it to bed. Oh, I've got lots of buglings coming. Becky's been... Um, stockpiling some for me, because some of them won't ship to the US. I've seen the box that's arrived. It's it's quite a box. I've been told it's fine that I've sent so many. <laughs> hundreds have arrived. Oh, God. More are on the way. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm, like, after the storage issue that wiped out all my minutes, I've needed to replace a lot. And I think I left some genuine rarities back in Mississippi. So now I've got to rebuild. That means some people have to stockpile hundreds of Boglins. <laughs> it's the Great Boglin Stockpile of old London town just <laughs> in London, but you'll bring the Boglins there and then just roll them down the street and say, look, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and make people care again about
1: issues. So you know what we could talk about as we have some time left and we haven't talked about it this week, another Ubisoft game released this week, another big triple A Ubisoft game. And
0: <laughs> I saw the news about this. They had to apologize again. Oh, do you want to, do you want to talk about this? Like, yeah, Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then look, compared to all the stuff they've done, even compared to the non-abuse stuff, this is low. Yeah. Like, in terms of impact. But basically, there's a, a character in, in Assassin's Creed of a new one that's burned and is referred to in game as disfigured, which these days well I say these days as if you know it's suddenly okay to say but you know these days it's become um, people are more aware that that's not a not a cool thing to say so Ubisoft (laughs) apologised for it and, and if it if it were any other company, fair enough. Yeah. They were brought up on it, they apologized.
1: Like any other company, you yeah, you you listen to the criticism, you
0: apologize. <laughs> Move on. But like, they can't release a game without having to apologize for something. Everything, everything is followed by an apology for something tone-deaf, which coming from. The company that so proudly has boasted of its diversity and progressivism, which we know, of course, is bullshit, considering what the executive class in that company has, has been up to all these years—like, like blaming the, the the turf that they put in Legion on, um, you know, research errors or whatever. Oh yeah. So what are your researchers do? What what is the game industry's researchers on maths doing? Because no one seems to know <laughs> the connotations oh. of anything. Yeah. Almost as if, right, the industry is full of fucking people who duck responsibility and accountability for everything. And when they are called up on something, it's just a shrug and an, oh, we don't know. Best not look into it further. Oh, we've made another mistake. Sorry about that. Moving on. Here's another apology for you. At some point, you need to work out where in your process is going wrong that makes you have to keep doing this. The video game industry, right... Loves to play around in the shallow water of political allegory But even that is so easily fucked up by an entire medium that seems intent on not doing its fucking research. Sort yourselves out. Spend a little less time, right, looking up shotgun blasts to the face on rotten.com so that you can get really gory fucking physics. And actually research a little history and politics. The stuff you... Take a baby's first course in just to look at pretty pictures of flags and then use that in your game that ends up getting details wrong and implying things about war crimes that exonerate the United States. Call of Duty. Sort yourselves out. Get some researchers and pay real writers. You put that very well. Yeah, stop sexually abusing people as well. Game industry and Ubisoft and the wider game industry and... and, every industry just stop yeah and hey people covering ubisoft
1: games since a week ago when you acknowledged oh it's a bit weird talking about ubisoft games right now with everything that's happened to them this year that hasn't gone away in the week since
0: watchdogs well you know i mean that's the problem this is one of the reasons why my show gets criticized so much because people seem to think you reference it once job done story over that's not how events work After you've heard of something happening, things keep happening! Yeah, yeah. God's sake. I did have
1: some other PS5 things I can talk about while I remember. There's some nice settings on that PS5 that are just like real helpful and convenient, cool things that exist. There's a whole settings menu that is just defaults and presets that you can just tell games up front, which is really nice. You can be like, I like to play on this difficulty. That's an option. Uh, Yeah, you can set like default settings so that games will always have subtitles on right from the moment you boot them up. As a default, do you want your first person camera to always be inverted? Uh, You can set that that's really nice. It's really nice that they have a bunch of settings that just tell games what your defaults are and they'll do that. Got a bunch of good accessibility features in there that weren't in them before. Kind of sucks that you can't resize the home menu icons. I like that whole card system. I didn't really talk about that. There's there's a whole thing where if you press the home button while in a game, it'll bring up like little cards that give you like, here's what percentage you are towards this objective and here's what percentage of uh, collectibles you found in this level. And particularly for open world games like Miles Morales' uh, Spider-Man, it was really nice to boot up that open world game and just be able to press a button and go okay what things could i be doing because like, i know the story's over there but like um it did a good job of directing me to things that i didn't even realize i'd nearly done you can just sort of Click on a card and it fast travels you to basically where you need to be to finish an objective. If you've got PlayStation Plus, you can bring up hints as well, which I love that Demon's Souls has a dedicated hint system where at any time you can pull up in-game hint videos, it's going to annoy so many people and I love it. It was really nice for stuff like Astro Bot, where it's like, oh, it's a collectible based 3D platformer and I found 95% of the collectibles in this level and I don't know where the last one is. Fuck it, show me a video where it is. I want to get it so that I've got it and I can just stop thinking about this level. Show me a video so that I know what to do from within the game, which is nice and convenient. I, I've been having fun with that. It's been a nice excuse to just jump directly into activities rather than futzing around with what I should do. Yeah, that's, that's a nice bit of the PlayStation. Also, there's a bit in Sackboy's Big Adventure where you pull on a bead from a hole mm-hmm. and more beads on a string come out of the hole and it looks like you're pulling anal beads out someone's ass. Well,
0: actually, that is part of Big Boy's sack adventure. hey Ah! Ah!
2: Oh, that
0: might have to be an episode title, maybe.
2: Mm, I think it
1: might be. <laughs> yeah, I have a clip. I just can't stop looking at this clip where it looks like sack boy's pulling anal beads out of someone's arse. That was the most fun I got out of sack Boy. <laughs> was getting getting fun out of his definitely not an arse. Lovely. There we go. Yeah. We got anything else for his... I, I think we did about an hour there. I think we did it. Yeah, we did it. We did it.
0: Did we do it? We did it. We did it. Are we sure? We pretty much did it. All right. I mean, I'm thumbing through the almanac. I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded official. But that's not the only book that could be thumbed through. <gasps> I've heard, Laura, that there are some other books that could be bought and are on the horizon. And also, I've seen one of them they look real good. One of them's coming your way real soon. Yeah, looking forward to it. But as well as books and th- I mean, you've got books, you've got websites, you've got podcasts, you've got everything and people need to know. I've got a bunch of things. You should check out Laura
1: Gibbs on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills, as little as a dollar a month that allows me to keep doing this full time. One YouTube. I currently have a bunch of videos I've done over the last couple of weeks. Thank you very much to the lovely Jane Magnet who has been helping me edit Infinity videos. I do a series on YouTube every week called Access Usually goes up on Friday unless embargoes are involved. All about accessibility and representation in the games industry. We've got episodes about how accessible the Xbox Series X is at launch. We've got videos about how accessible unboxing it is. We've got uh, accessibility videos about the PS5, about Spider-Man Miles Morales. You should go check those out. I've got reviews of both of the new consoles They're like 15-20 minutes long each I did big old video reviews Twitch, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays I stream on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash laurakbuzz Uh, 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern 2pm Pacific Then there's books, there's Uncomfortable Labels which is out now, it's about being an autistic trans person and you can get it where books are sold or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com There's also Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is, it physically exists So now i have like 12 copies of it all of which i am posting out to people who did words for it jim your copy's going in the post tomorrow i'm very excited to to get it to you it's a hardback silly and serious illustrated coffee table book of video game character butt reviews and it's got a bunch of cool people's words in it like jim's and i've got i've got a copy it's got really good book smell New book smell. It's got real good. The print quality is really nice. I'm real happy with how it's turned out. Lovely. I don't know how they let me make something this professional out of such a stupid idea. There's also Gender Euphoria, which is gonna be out June 2021. It is an anthology of non-cis people's just positive gender-affirming stories. On the note of Mario's butt, people who have supported it on Unbound, the beginning of December, we're gonna start shipping them out. I have hundreds of copies to sign right now, but we are less than a month from me finally getting them out to people so hooray. Other than that, there's podcasts Pixel Square, it's about video game porn. Queer and Pleasant Strangers it's where I talk about things that aren't video games hear my board game opinions and TV show opinions and whatnot. And then there's Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each season's a self-contained story. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5 6 and 7. You should check that out it's got Conrad
2: on it. Oh my gosh it sure does. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman. You can hang out with me live on stream mondays wednesdays and fridays starting at 2 p.m eastern and ending at 5 p.m eastern right before laura starts so if you were gonna watch laura and you got a little time to kill ahead of time come check me out at twitch.tv thatconradzimmerman that conrad zimmerman uh you can buy anti-capitalist propaganda from me at Pinfultruth.com or audiobooks at conradreads.com other than that i think uh jim you've got a, a patreon right
0: Yes, I've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash Jimquisition. And you can look at that if you want, it's got stuff on it. And I'm also at twitch.tv slash Jim Sterling. And that'll do, won't it? That's enough. Yeah, I'm off. All right. I'm going away. I'm going to the shops. i get myself a toffee apple. Enjoy. I'm doing none of that. I'm just going to sit on the floor. I was
2: going to say, good, because <laughs> it's raining.
0: Just sit on the floor and eat beans out of a tin with my hand, like Winnie the Pooh with some honey. I mean, sit on a chair at least. They're comfortable. Yeah, with just my shirt on. <laughs> Going, all bother. Oh, I got my hand stuck in the beans tin. Oh, no bother. <sighs>
1: Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>